Yo, 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 what's up? You able to hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can hear you. You able to hear me? Um, I can't hear you. Um, say something real quick. Yeah. Okay, I can hear you now. Obviously, thank you for coming on. I haven't started it yet, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> no problem. So I'm going to just start off, um, have you say a little about yourself, and then I'll do my intro. So hello, my name is Carson Cook. Today I'm here with Jared Johnson, a team manager with the SESU basketball team. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Yourself? Not too bad. Just woke up, so that <laughs> that always feels good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to start off, I want to ask you, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know a little bit. I know you're, you're from the Bay, right? Yeah. Played high school basketball, right? Yeah. And beyond that, I don't know much about you. So if you could just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, definitely. So uh, like you just said, I'm from the Bay. I'm from San Jose. Um, before that, I grew up in New Jersey, actually. And um, a lot of my life, I actually played soccer. And I didn't switch to basketball until around my sophomore year of high school. Um, with that, I'm also a business marketing major at SDSU currently. I'm a second year going into my third year. And um, with marketing, I'm kind of just a little interested in doing graphic design, uh, stuff like that with clothing, uh, fashion, along those lines. So what high school did you go to? I went to Santa Teresa High School. Okay, okay. And in high school, how was your basketball journey? You said you, you started kind of more taking it serious sophomore year. But beyond yeah. that, did you play AAU? Did yeah. you strictly play high school? How was that? So um, my basketball career is kind of, it's a little funny. Um, my started playing AU, I think, freshman year, uh, just kind of as for fun, to be honest, because I took soccer a lot more serious around then. But uh, I remember my sophomore year, I played freshman team for my high school. And then sophomore year, I was cut from my team. And that kind of switched a little gear in my head and kind of just had me really focus on basketball and kind of just make me make a choice on sports, you know? Mm -hmm. And by the time that you graduated high school, did you have any interest? Did you have an idea? Hey, maybe I want to go play Juco or D3 or D2. Yeah. Um, so basically out of high school, uh, our team did pretty good. We made ended up making state that year, which is pretty rare for our school. So um, I had a couple offers, mostly just Juco's D3s. Um, I think around like three D2s, but um with that, uh, I didn't really want to settle on just playing basketball in college. I really wanted to get a good ed education. So that's kind of what brought me to San Diego State. Yeah. So you said that. What other schools did you uh, apply to besides San Diego State? Um, outside of San Diego State, um, I applied to a lot of other CSUs. So like Long Beach, um, Fullerton, uh, Cal Poly, a lot of those um, state schools in California. And then also a couple of East Coast schools. Closer to my brother, he graduated from Syracuse, so I applied there. Almost, hey. ended, almost ended up going there. That was a close choice. Uh, CN Hall almost uh, ended up walking onto there. Oh, yeah, that would have been fun. Man, and, your brother, 
your brother must hold that over that they destroyed SCSU your freshman year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and him, uh, <laughs> I remember last year when I was a manager for the team, we were, uh, when we got placed against Syracuse, me and him uh, had a little, little friendly argument about that one, about who would win. And I remember the only thing he told me is the dude named Buddy is going to give us 30. <laughs> and he did give us 30. <laughs> it was, was kind of like Seiko and uh, his brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you chose SESU. What kind of went into that decision? Because for me, a big part of that was their athletics, even though obviously I don't play at all. Oh. But I wanted to be involved with their athletics. And I knew a school like SESU, more than almost any other school in the state besides maybe what UCLA, has this yeah. pedigree in sports. So what went into your decision? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the pedigree in sports was a huge decision. Um, my brother, a while back, he almost came here to play soccer. So I came on his visit with him, and uh, I just really enjoyed the campus, the environment. So definitely when I applied here and I saw that I got accepted, it was like a top choice for me, and it was pretty, pretty easy choice, to be honest. So you said you want to kind of work in the graphic design, like marketing. Yeah. What are your career goals like? Are you trying to do something in sports or are you trying to go into more fashion, all, all that? So um, growing up, one thing I've always loved, one thing I've always loved is the um, the world of basketball and just sports in general and fashion, how they kind of collide a little bit. So I definitely in my life try to figure out a way to bring those worlds together in my future career. Yeah, yeah now more than ever, the NBA is more, <laughs> it's almost about more about fashion than the the game on the court yeah <laughs> so moving on to your managerial role how did you get in contact with the team why did you decide to reach out just what it, what it went into that whole process yeah um coming on campus uh obviously i was still even though i decided not to go and play um juco or d2 or d3 um i still wanted to be involved with basketball as much as i could and even possibly play so um First thing I did when I got to campus, I made sure to reach out to all the coaches just to see who would um, reach back to me. And then I ended up getting an email back from Matt Soria, and he kind of explained how during my freshman year, we actually didn't have uh, tryouts due to COVID and stuff like that. So um, Matt kind of explained the whole situation to me and kind of just explained that if I was a manager, I'd be able to still be in with the team, uh, maybe get thrown in some practices, stuff like that. So that's kind of what made me take the opportunity. Man, the funny thing is, so Matt was – he's like um, – what's his role with the team? Uh, he's a PR guy. Okay. So my high school basketball coach coached at Sac State. So he knew him. So I was like, okay, that's perfect. I can like kind of help with the team. Like that's the perfect end. Email him, email all the coaches, not a single response. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll reach out to the women's basketball team. And I mean, it's basically the same thing just yeah. with the women's team. So how has your experience been so far with the team? Obviously you guys have made March Madness two years in a row, have been contenders each season. How has all that been? And has it been everything that you've expected? Um, it's been everything I've expected and honestly way more um, throughout my past uh, two years at the team. I've built some strong relationships with the players, the coaches. So anytime I'm in that building, it's always fun. Um, and like you said before, we made the tournament two years in a row. So it's a winning environment. Everyone in there knows how to win. So it's 
just super fun. And what has been your favorite part of being a manager with them? Um, honestly, I'd say just being able to here and there, being able to compete against players just as a player myself. That's definitely one of the uh, most fun aspects of being a manager. You're kind of uh, able to do off-court stuff and on-court stuff. Now, the craziest part for me is you guys didn't have fans your freshman year, right? Yeah. Well, our freshman year. <laughs> um, so the first game I filmed was the last game of the season versus Fresno State. And just that environment is being in the stands is one thing. But when you're on that court, you hear everything, whether yeah. the players will say so or not. So when the first game, when you guys had a sold out crowd, what was your reaction to all that? <laughs> I mean, uh, the first sold out crowd, it was fun. Like that was definitely something I'll never forget. I remember uh, my freshman year when we didn't have any fans, all the managers were always telling me how, how crazy it is when fans are in the building. So when we had that sold out game, it was a crazy experience. I remember I was on the bench with uh, DeMarche and we were just talking the entire game, you know, just making jokes, laughing. The rest of the guys too, just everyone ha was having a great time. So. Yeah, and he hasn't he he's what he's a freshman, right? Yep, so that was his first experience with it too. Yeah. And I just think that crowd is so different, especially for those managers that were there a year before you. Yeah. Like that was I have friends saying that the ticketmaster crashed. Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. So you don't get paid to work. So why do you do it? For people that don't understand, like why would you be working for free? Why do you do it? Yeah. I mean, um, honestly. It's working for free, but there's so much more benefits that it's not really for free. You gain a lot from it. You know, you're around coaches who are some of the best in the country when it comes to just having a great basketball mind, you know. Um, our team was ranked, what, top three in the country for defense. So just learning um, from great basketball minds like that is just a super beneficial experience, whether it's yeah. – uh, yeah. And they're so deep into the game that they have so many connections that – you probably don't even know about that one day you'll be able to use. Yep, exactly. On to more of the team. You see a different aspect of this team than anyone else, but even the coaches have a different aspect. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys see that other people don't see that are just fans or even the coaches? Uh -huh. Um, We, I guess we kind of see the, all the little things that go on behind the doors, you know, uh, little, uh, confrontations between coaches players anything like that um also we kind of see the little like uh how do I put this I'd say like niches in between the players stuff like that but um overall regardless of all of that we're still a huge family and we all love each other equally but you know we see the all those little things I mean once you're on that court it's it's a different environment yeah exactly. <laughs> so who do you work with who do you like working with the most in general uh, players or players. Okay. Um, hmm. so I'd say before I answer that, um, last year I'd say, uh, Tigo, I don't know if you remember him, Terrell Gomez mm -hmm. was definitely one of my favorite players to work with just cause probably one of the best shooters that I've ever <laughs> watched in my entire life. But, um, aside from that, I'd say, oh, definitely, uh, Seiko, Adam Seiko for sure. Yeah, he's always in the gym. <laughs> always. And <laughs> for you, who is a player that you see kill in practice that the fans may or may not see kill in game? Okay. 
I mean, uh, y'all haven't seen him yet, but uh, Jaden uh, Ladee is, is an animal. So, uh, Dev, I'm, I'm myself and excited to see him play uh, this coming season. He was a red shirt uh, from TCU, so he's always killing in practice. They had him playing on the scout team this year. He was a problem, so I'm excited for that. And for those that didn't watch him at TCU and haven't watched him in practice, uh, if you could tell them a little bit about him and his game. Okay. Um, I mean, I was jokingly call him light skin LeBron. That's, <laughs> that's because of the way he's he's built. Um, he's a really strong dude. Um, but honestly, that doesn't reflect his entire game. He uh he plays with probably one of the craziest motors I've ever seen. A motor is someone who just, you know, always out on the floor putting their entire effort um at all times. And he just he's a great rebounder, great offensive defensive rebounder. And also his post game is really good. So he plays under control and I'm sure the coaches are also trying to get him better at that. So, so kind of like a a mini Giannis, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Giannis, but a little strong, like a little compact Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, I mean, there's a log jam in the starting position. Do you think he'll start? Um, honestly, I'm not too sure what the coaches are going to do. I definitely, I see, I know what you're talking about. When there's, in that little position, there's, there's a lot of players who were valuable and who can definitely start. So, I, I mean, guess. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like, even throughout, because of that fifth year, these players that are staying, obviously awesome. But then yeah. there's guys on the bench that are like, man, he'd be starting on any other D1 team in the, in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with that, it's like uh, a lot of the players, they don't, worry too much about playing time at the end of the day we're all trying to just win the games so um but with that I mean I'm sure during all these offseason workouts the coaches are gonna see who's really standing out to determine who who gets those starting spots my favorite quote by Jaden was like how can I be not getting better if I'm playing against a top three defensive team in the country (laughs) yep (laughs) so during a team practice what is that environment like especially heading into tournament play and then into March Madness yeah, um, heading into tournament play, everyone's pretty locked in. You know, we know what we're getting into. It's do or die at that point, so everyone's locked in. Um, the environment's great, though, you know, because it's a blessing when you get to that, that point of the season to reach the tournament. Only so many teams re- reach that point, so everyone's honestly pretty happy. You know, uh, we were having a lot of fun during those practices, even though we we're all still taking it super serious. And, yeah. and for the fans, what, what can they expect from this team next year? What is your prediction for the team this year? Man, my prediction, I think we can be easily a top 10 team in the country. So um, I just think as long as we, everyone's locked in, we all put the work in that needs to be put in. I think, I think we can really be there. Yeah. I mean, top to bottom, this team is pretty stacked. (laughs) (laughs) And these are just kind of just some general questions, but who is the funniest player on the team? Who has the most drip? And who is the guy that is always in the gym? Okay, um, funniest dude on the team. That's tough. There's some funny dudes on the team. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> ooh. Tahiro is hilarious. But he's, do, you, do you mean who's going to be on the team next year or on the team right now? You can now? do both. So, okay. Tahiro last year, but who about this year? Uh, I probably have to go and give that to, to Jared, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go ahead. No, no, what are, the, what are the other questions? Um, who has the most drip and who is the guy that is always in the gym? 
Okay, most drip, definitely AG for sure. Who's got the least drip? <laughs> <laughs> Call him. <laughs> Ooh, we strip, man. I don't know if I want to answer that. Nah, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But also, aside from AG, Nate also probably got one of the craziest shoe collections I've ever seen. But, yeah. Really? Yeah. And then who is the guy that is always in the gym? Like, if you text him, he's like, oh, I'm working out. Yeah, definitely um, Adam Seiko. Like, he, as you said before, he's in there more than once a day. And then also uh, Lamont and Keyshot. They're always in there too. So, yeah, I've worked with them uh, the past couple of days when I was still in San Diego, and I mean they were doing two a days. It's oh, different yeah. level. Just a grind, man. <laughs> and who do you expect to have the biggest improvement this season? Mm, biggest improvement, uh, probably honestly, definitely between one of those two names I just mentioned, Lamont Keyshawn. I think one of them or both will definitely have a way better season than they did last year, even though. They both improved from the season before. I think they'll just keep improving just because of the way they work and just the way they're in the gym all the time. The crazy part is I was working with I was working with them and Kashad, he shot what maybe 18 threes the entire season. He was yeah. knocking them down. Yep. I'm it's like, so you different. just need to start shooting. It's all about confidence, like when you're in the game and just getting in that flow. So I mean, once he has that, it's yep. it's scary. over. Scary hours. So <laughs> Kind of to wrap it up, this podcast is called Stuck in a Dream, and I had the idea of always asking a guest, if you could, who would be your dream teammate? Like, if you could play with anyone, dead or alive, who would that person be? Teammate? Okay. Uh, probably, probably LeBron, to be honest. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah. <laughs> Just because, like... Like, I'd go and say another great guard, but, like, I'm a guard, so I definitely need someone who – and, you know, LeBron is probably one of the best players that would be able to support my type of game, so. Yeah. 100%. Nah, whatever uh, – I had Bobby Jackson on, if you know who that is, and then Chuck Hayes. And I okay. asked them that same question. Yeah. Guess who they said? I'm not sure who they said. They said LeBron. The GOAT. Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael. Yeah, see, I would hate to play with Michael Jordan. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be passing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, thank you for coming on. I enjoyed hearing your story. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, nothing too much. Um, I appreciate you for having me on. Uh, it was really fun. And I'm hope hopefully you're on the basketball team a lot more next season. Awesome. Yep, thank you. I look forward to next season. That's just you. Make sure to tune in. Sir. Thank you, Jared. I got my whole rig that's terrible. You want to see how it looks? Your whole what? Look at how it, this is my camera set up. Oh, shit. So it's, it's bad. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> thank you for coming on.